You're listening to the Dental Sherpas Podcast, where we make it easier to transform your practice, get out of the chair, and into the life you want. Hey, docs. Dr. Sed Lewis here. We're always looking to add great docs to our team. What we have created is a practice that's literally built for you to shine. Hey, and guess what? You get to practice dentistry in paradise here in Hawaii. If you're at all interested and are exploring a position in our practice, please contact me at Dr. Lewis at KakuaSmiles.com. That's Dr. Period Lewis, L-E-W-I-S at Kokua, K-O-K-U-A, smiles.com. Love to hear from you. Can't wait to speak to you. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Dental Sherpas podcast, where we typically talk about how to re-engineer your practice in such a way where you can reach that place where doing dentistry in the chair becomes optional for you. But today we've got a little bit of a different topic um, that is uh, certainly near and dear to my friend, uh, Dr. Cedric Lewis, my co-host. Um, and because it is dear to him, uh, it is certainly dear to me. So we wanted to take this uh, chance to just kind of step into what's happening in the world on uh, a regular basis here and kind of bring um, bring attention to put a spotlight on uh, some thinking out there that uh, you know quite frankly has has been pushed under the rug and and uh, so said how you doing out there by the way uh, in Hawaii uh, as we jump in uh, here today well I'm doing great Matt I, I'm glad and I appreciate your your ability to kind of help support me and and kind of giving a little different subject to this podcast than we normally do one of the things that I take great pride and I'm sure Matt does too, is, is having a certain sense of vulnerability and honesty on this podcast and helping people in every way we can to help them within their practice, their life, and to allow them to feel as if this is a podcast that really will basically give them much more than just learning how to run a dental practice by basically providing some leadership skills, some self-introspection, and more importantly, self-improvement that allows them to kind of help them in their own professional and personal lives. And in that capacity, one of the things that I like to do in my life is, is to basically be honest and transparent because I honestly feel that provides me reciprocal experience from other people who then enrich my own life. And I'm hoping this podcast will do the same for you. Mm -hmm. And um, Matt's given me the platform to talk freely and, and honestly about what happened to me recently. And I want to share that with you. As many of you know, it's been a very interesting time uh, out in the world these days. Um, you know, obviously many of us are starting to come back from the pandemic and we're getting out and about and we're trying to get our lives back in regards to some sense of normalcy. But I think many of you also know there's been some really big challenges going on with people interacting with one another. And in particular, some of the challenges that are going on with the Asian community. And for those who don't know about me, uh, my last name is Lewis, mm -hmm. but uh, I am half Caucasian on my dad's side and my mother is, is Japanese. So I'm, I'm half Caucasian and half Japanese. So I probably consider myself an Asian American. Mm -hmm. And uh, the reason I want to address something today is that as much as I tend to think of myself being in a very safe harbor in Hawaii, we're very diverse, we have many Asian people. And as much as I tend to think of myself being very safe in the regards to I've done fairly well financially and I've done well in my career and I've got a, a lifestyle that's allowed me to have a very sheltered life. Um, I personally experienced a, um, I'm sorry, I personally experienced a Asian hate crime on myself and my son. Mm. So um, I'm just going to share the story. I'm going to talk about it because I feel with this platform, I owe it to Asian Americans. And more importantly, I owe it to you, 
my audience to be honest about things that happen to me and how it basically carves out how I go about my day and more about my ability to affect others. And I think this is something that I would like to talk about and share. Yeah. So what happened to my son and I a few weeks ago was my son and I, we had, had dinner and we went to uh, your district local Target in, in, a, in a shopping mall called Alawana. And my son and I were in the, in the restroom and my son was washing his hands. And uh, I heard a little bit of commotion behind me, a man get, getting upset and, and it turned around and it was a man uh, yelling at my son about getting his shoes wet. Mm. Um, I, I didn't know what was going on. I walked up and I asked, I asked this person, I said, well, well, what's going on? And he yelled at me, your chink son got water in my shoes. Mm. And so being very shocked, living in Hawaii, where you're usually used to people being a lot more open and a lot more tolerant of different uh, diverse communities, I was kind of shocked, to be honest. So I kind of leaned in and I asked, what did you say? And as I did that, uh, this, uh, I'll tell you what, this white guy ended up getting his, his, his hand and with the heel of his right hand, he slammed me in my chest and told me to back the hell up and then rear back about to seem like he was going to punch us. But thankfully, we, we, he, we kind of apologized and he just ran out the bathroom. We had thought the situation was over. We quickly tried to grab my wife and get out of the store. This guy was coming out the store at the same time. I saw him again. I just tried to basically you know, deflate the situation. I said, hey, man, we're sorry. And I put my hand up. And he, said, and he kind of turned around and slammed me in my chest and said, you people shouldn't touch me. Mm. So it, it was... Yeah, it was really terrible. I think the one thing that was really most horrible about not set, besides being obviously hit was how it affected my son. Um, my son was crushed. He, he, uh, he, he felt like he did something wrong. He, he'd never been in a situation where someone kind of called him an ethnic slur. He was, he was really kind of beat up and he's a 13 year old kid. So he's not a young boy anymore, but he was just crushed and was hysterical. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that, you know, as a parent, you, when you face those kind of things is how do you, how do you handle that? Right. I mean, yeah. one of the things that we did as a family is we kind of had him ask questions. We talked about it. We, we obviously let him know it wasn't his fault. Mm-hmm. You know, these are, it was such a, a really horrific experience. And it really started at that point. And as I was talking to my son and tending to my son's needs and his, and his own vulnerability, it really brought, brought some really deep, set things that I've affected throughout my entire life being an Asian American mm. that I've kind of dealt with and not really talked about mm. simply because until recently it's been something to be honest that's been basically I mean a joke to most people like mm. I, I've lived most of my life even though that I've had a wonderful life growing up and I've had many friends from all kinds of different ethnic backgrounds I basically spent times many times being called you know ethnic slurs, like being called a Jap, being, being called a half breed, uh, mm. being called, having friends joke about the fact that my wife friends joking about the fact that we love half of you, you know, mm. and just basically thinking that, okay, well, I just want to fit in, you know, I don't want to cause any ruckus. And in many cases, when I did bring it up and push back about to these guys, it was always kind of like, ah, oh, you know, we're just joking around, man, you know, big deal. Yeah. your life's good. Don't worry about it. But I'm, you know, I'm, I'm tired of it. You know, I'm, I'm really sick of it because, you know, as an Asian American, we've spent our lives just basically just trying to be judged for our character, not our skin color mm-hmm. or our ethnic background. And then to feel as if now 
that even after all these years, that it's still a big issue and it's still a problem in this country. And people still think lightly enough about it that it's not taken seriously. And the fact now that we're finally starting to be able to talk about it, and we're finally able to bring you know, light on a subject that's been something that, that we've been dealing with for years, you know, it, it's never fun, obviously, but now I feel like I have to take my opportunity to basically be a voice for this and not no longer accept it. I'm not gonna let my son go through this crap anymore. The fact that if he has his buddies or, or people can call him these things simply because it's okay, it's just, hey, we're just making fun of you, man, no big deal. And what I want my audience to hear is that, you know, I'm not sure what you have friends like yours in life, you're, you have Asian friends in your own lives or whether you're around the Asian community, but you got, this is gonna stop. You know, these, I mean, they're living lives just like you. They're not much different than you. They have the same kind of hopes and fears and concerns and they're just trying to make it. They're just trying to do their best. And it, it doesn't help when, we, you know, by marginalizing people. You know, I think a lot of it comes down to the fact that there's a perception that people should just basically, oh, well, just, you know, it's because they, they look a little different because they maybe have different cultural values that they, they're somehow different and it's okay to make fun of it because they're not like the collective majority. And, and to be honest, I put up with that for years and just thinking that I just wanted to fit in, but I'm, I'm not doing that anymore, yeah. you know? I'm certainly not going to extricate myself and my family away from the majority. I mean, I think if anything, I've always had the attitude of leaning in, but I'm not going to take it anymore. I mean, I'm not going to be able to be one of these guys who's simply going to allow people to make comments about my ethnic background, comments about, you know, the way we look, comments about the fact that, you know, we need to be more like, you know, by, by white people. I'm not putting up with that crap anymore. And I just want to make sure at the end of the day, I'm, I want to use this particular platform to basically give voice to a lot of you some of our our listeners are most likely asian and i want to let you guys know that we don't have to basically sit in the shadows and take this crap anymore i certainly am not advocating violence or something that's going to be you know not going to provide a better result for all of us but i certainly think it's time to have a dialogue now i think one of the things that i talked to matt before i got on this podcast is what we what i can do i'm always about actionable things and i'm even in our our podcast, we talk about dental and we want to provide some means of what we can do. I think the first thing that I would really recommend is, you know, is to basically have a dialogue and stuff. Like if, you know, if you have friends out there who are Asian, have, ask them how they feel, tell, ask them what it's like, you know, tell them if, if, this, if you said anything or done anything that may have actually kind of rubbed them the wrong way and be aware of that. So you can at least have a dialogue and understand where they're at with it. I'm certainly, no one's asking to be coddled. No one's asking to be treated any differently. But I would tend to think some of the things you might have said or some of the things you might do in regards to how you actually react and, and talk to your Asian friends, you know, may about as be as appropriate as you think it is. And I just want to make sure you guys are open to that. But yeah. I'm certainly don't feel as if this needs to create more separation. If anything, I've always been a big believer of being more inclusive. And I think if we can get more vulnerable, we can talk more honestly we can kind of start working to get past this. I just really want in my lifetime to kind of get this stuff to stop. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I've seen it happen. It's affected me. I've, it's amazing how that, that, that event really kind of pulled out some really deep seated kind of really, you know, vulnerable, really painful, dark stuff I had to go through. I mean, just because that I, I built up a veneer basically just kind of laughing it off. And I'm, I'm that's not good anymore. I'm not, I'm, that's not the values I'm going to teach my son. I'm certainly not going to tell him like, you know, I remember in a lot of Asian families probably have the same kind of experiences being told by their parents, like, you know, just 
keep your head down. You know, they're going to say stuff, you know, look the other way. You know, it's just some people are just like that. But I, I'm I'm not raising my son that way. You know, I want him to be a proud. I want him to be proud for who he is and not to basically define himself by his ethnic background, but to define himself on who he is as a man and who he is as a person and who he is as how he treats people. And I think that's something I want to continue to work with him. But I think that's something of a dialogue I would encourage you all to start having with your Asian friends. The second thing that I've learned from this experience, and if this ever has happened to any of you, is to basically not sit there and feel helpless, not sit there and feel as if you have to push one more thing down. What we've done as a family is we've actually started to talk about it. One of the things we, we've talked about is taking back our dignity and taking back our, our collective strength. And one thing we're going to start to do this, this uh, summer is to kind of just, we're taking a self-defense class, not so much to basically go out there and be badasses on the street, <laughs> but, but to basically feel as if we've got some confidence again, that we, we can feel comfortable, that we could be out in the open and not feel as if we have to live in the shadows and be afraid and be worried about when we see certain people out there. You know, I think that's another real critical thing I, I've taken away. And then the last thing is that I'm going to challenge myself. You know, I'm going to challenge myself that when I have other, you know, minorities that I'm around, other types of ethnic backgrounds that I interact with, who I, who I might not know, is to basically be open and be vulnerable with them and ask them how they're doing, if they've experienced anything that I've said, and, and to be just a little bit better, more and more. And not again, I certainly don't want to come across as the overly sensitive PC kind of character, but to, at the end of the day, to just be to look out and, and, and do right by people instead of making assumptions or judging or, or if simply feels that, well, they're this particular ethnic background, I've got to talk this way or be this way. You know, I, I think it's, it's just time for, for many of us out there to take the time to basically start looking at things. And when I say looking at things, start basically treating people on the ways, and we hear it all the time, but treat them as if you would treat yourself. I mean, it's just, I, I, I'm just really getting very exhausted of like basically having to see this happen in the nation, which we're supposed to basically be a lot better by this time. And I know that's been a hot topic of late with many different ethnic backgrounds besides Asian people. But again, I have a little bit of a platform now. I just want to make sure that any of you out there, because I know many of us are in the dental field, many of us are Asian Americans. And I just want to make sure that you guys have a voice now. And I'm certainly not going to you know, be marginalized anymore on your behalf either. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's a really, really important topic said, I'm glad that you're willing to, to talk about it. You know, it, it's interesting. We talk about, you know, building businesses and, you know, getting to the place where, you know, doing dentistry becomes optional and which obviously, as we've talked about a lot, adds more value to the business and, you know, all these kinds of things. And, you know, one of the things that I have you know, really tried to pay attention to in my own life and, uh, at times need others help to do it is to, to make sure I understand that, you know, what I'm doing that for and in my own life, certainly not comparing my life to what you've kind of gone through, but in my own life, I have found that if I'm building those businesses in order to try to fix me or fix something else, then it's very, very destructive because I end up just getting all consumed. And then as we have heard years and years and years and years of very, very successful people go at the end of the day, it didn't, it was wonderful, the business side, but it didn't really fix my life. All I'm trying to say is there's all these deep underlying things going on that, you know, I'm so glad that you're taking the opportunity and with our platform to go, hey, yeah, we want to build businesses, but the truth is there's people underneath these businesses and you're a person and, you know, there's other folks, our listeners out there and you guys are going through some things that, that, that 
you know, most um, folks are very um, ignorant, you know, about. Um, and so uh, I think, you know, I loved what you said about opening that dialogue, uh, you know, a question that I have used with great fear and trepidation uh, when I ask this question, but might be appropriate here is to just ask somebody, hey, what's it like to be with me? Like, mm -hmm. do I ever, do you ever feel, you know, like I'm, I'm marginalizing you or, or just what's it like? What's it like to be you? What's it like to be with me? You know, and that those, those questions I find just are get to the heart of the human connection, right? Because that person in the bathroom, you know, I mean, not to, not to overstep my bounds, but you know, and I know you know this because we talked about it beforehand. That had nothing to do with you guys, right? It was it was all about them, you know. Mm -hmm. But yet, the trauma that you have experienced, the trauma I have experienced, gets ingrained in our brain as our identity, right? Mm -hmm. um, and start questioning those things, and so you know um, that that person, you know, sadly, and what you've experienced over your lifetime has been, um, man, it, it just it just has been pushed under the rug, as I said at the very beginning. And so I'm glad that, that you're bringing it out. And I wish I had answers and solutions uh, for you. But I just want to say here, you know, on the platform, I love you, man. And I, I love what we're doing and love your family dearly. And just so sorry that that, that uh, trauma happened. And I'm and, and so hopeful that, you know, you guys can get the help that you need there. And that also our listeners can kind of see this as both empowering um, and uh, a wake-up call for some who haven't paid attention uh, to this issue at all. So I appreciate you you talking about it. So. Yeah, I appreciate you too, Matt. Thanks for, for saying that. Yeah, and I love you and your family as well. And I, I just hope that people can look at this as like, you know, two brothers who, who don't look at that stuff in terms of being yeah. definition of how they care for yeah. one another. Just hoping it opens this dialogue where people can actually start to look at these things and, and take it seriously and stop to kind of get to the point where, we have to focus on the differences rather than the similarities. And I know, again, I keep saying that's kind of all the perfect world we're doing that, but uh, you know, I'm hoping we, you and I can be a good example for many out there. And uh, I'm hoping that we do that platform that, that gives people a certain sense of, you know, of synergy rather than separation. I'm hoping that continues for us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I want to honor your vulnerability here today. And, and again, just say, thank you. It's so appreciated. Uh, we'll be back to uh, our, you know, other topics, our business topics uh, real soon. But as things like this come up, you know, I, I would love for you to continue to talk about it here um, if you feel like that's appropriate. And again, just want to honor your, the gift that you gave me and that you gave our platform by, by opening up and being vulnerable about it. I appreciate that. Thanks, Matt. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening and we'll see you on the next episode.